Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast. Thank you, thank you for joining. And I am the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK, that's right, and by my side, the salary captain, Mr. Aaron Stewart. Welcome, buddy. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Oh, man, it's going well. You know, we end this weekend on such a high note, at least for yes. me, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, so... That winning streak continues. Six games. Love it, love it, love it. It's like the trifecta of sports for me the past 24 hours. Spurs got a win on the road. Astros just forced a game six. It was not looking good in the first <laughs> inning. And then to top it off, Cowboys just still go. looking good. Winning without Dak. Like, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't sure they were going to be able to pull it off without Dak. Um, I half jokingly suggested benching all cowboys if cooper rush was the starter but of course no way to know that this is a sunday night game yeah <laughs> and so Gotta hate those <laughs> yes <clears throat> excuse me so but yeah they they i mean they played well enough played well enough and um not the most exciting game if you ask me but uh it was kind of crazy seeing the Cowboys, your, your squad against a team I'm, I'm very familiar with and used to work, root for very hard. And, and uh, you know, it's kind of a cap to, it was definitely one, another one of those weird Sundays. So let's go ahead. What do you got to say about the game as the Cowboys fan, Mr. Aaron? My, my first thing is, wow, look at all the big catches that all these guys had. Cedric right. Wilson, Cedric Wilson had a couple of plays. I mean, there was the receiving touchdown where he just made everyone look silly. And then this, this uh, little trick play where man, he threw that football. I, I was like, wait a minute, like, who, who is like, I, I just caught the clip. I, I wasn't actively watched the game at that time. So I caught mm. it much later and went, is that Cooper rush? Like that, that pass looks so good. And I was like, that has to be a quarterback that threw it. Nope. Freaking Cedric Wilson just right. continuing to have such a great season. Uh, that that Indeed. guy probably isn't going to be in Dallas next year, but wherever he goes, man, he he's going to be a, a solid role player. And then on the Minnesota side, Adam Thielen season. That that was kind of the major takeaway because yeah, Justin Jefferson. I, I guess he must have been matched up uh, with Trayvon Dix because Jefferson did nothing. Two catches, 21 yards, nothing. Uh, on the on the rushing game, nice to see Dallin Cook seemingly healthy. We barely saw any Alexander Madison. So that's that's just that's good for fantasy because those right. injuries you never know. Like, is it something players deal with all season? So to see Cook seemingly at his normal workload, that's great because we we've seen so many other running backs recent weeks that they've dealt with injuries and I'm thinking of Antonio Gibson in particular mm. that he's having to split the load with two other running backs so good to see Cook healthy I think that's really my only take about Minnesota their passing offense as a whole just not not good yeah mm, Kirk Cousins it's the inconsistency yeah mm, Kirk Cousins <laughs> now I don't have to say uh, a whole lot to say about it either um other than I did quite enjoy some of the bit that Amari Cooper catch where it, it the pass went off one of the Vikings defenders and then into Amari Cooper's hands and he bobbled it a little bit, caught it. Great fucking catch. That that was fun to see. Fun to see. So there there were some moments, but overall uh could have been a little more exciting. But you know, <laughs> Cooper Rush versus Kirk Cousins, what, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> So, all right. And, you know, I didn't mention right off the top, happy Halloween to everyone. I hope you've had a good one. Of course, you won't be getting this on on Halloween. So now I'm kind of glad I didn't do my costume (laughs) because the people watching would be like, yeah, that was yesterday, bro. We are in November, man. Come on, get your shit together. So anyway. Maybe that's a good thing. But anyway, happy uh, belated Halloween, I guess. (laughs) I don't know if that works the same as with birthdays. But uh, we went out. We had a good time. Did some trick-or-treating. 
right before, well, yeah, shortly before uh, the Sunday night game started. So that was very nice. So happy Halloween to everyone out there. And uh, I did want to mention, I'm sure everybody saw the, the thing with uh, Calvin Ridley and the letter, because I hadn't seen any of this when I wrote the infirmary report. And um, so this was kind of like, oh, oh, shit. And, you know, all I can say is, uh, football aside, hope dude gets things figured out and gets, you know, mm -hmm. his shit on track and, you know, take care of your mentals, as Marshawn Lynch would say. So Absolutely. I wish him the best. Um, and yeah, man, that's it. Must be, it must have, must have some real shit going on if he's going to step away from football is what, you know, is what I was going to say. So uh, right. very much good luck to him. And I don't know if you have anything you want to add, but uh, feel free. Otherwise we can head into off with their heads. No, I guess I, you basically covered it there. You know, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to Calvin Ridley, whatever he's dealing with, just hope that he's able to take care of that. And then he can resume his career. It's really mm -hmm. kind of weird stuff there. And if you're a fantasy manager and you're, you're angry about Calvin Ridley, jeez, like, you need to reprioritize your life. Right. Like, just think things happen. Things happen. And with that said, I think it's time to go right into off with their heads. Okay. Give me what you got. All right. First one I got Carson Wentz and the Colts receiving weapons. This was a brutal loss by the Colts because, as we talked about on our last podcast, they'd already lost to Tennessee. So now they've been swept. It's they're now, if you look at the standings, they'll show that they're three games behind Tennessee. But since Tennessee swept, they hold the tiebreaker, they're really four games behind Tennessee. And now it's only a matter of time. It is only a matter of time. It may start with a trade deadline. They're going to start. I, I don't see this team continuing to compete. Like that is such a huge obstacle yeah. to overcome. And, yeah. and because of that, I'm going to try and get ahead of everyone else here and say, you know what, just done with the whole Colts passing offense. That stinks. Cause that includes one Michael Pittman who mm -hmm. had himself. He had himself a game, mm -hmm. 10 catches, 186 yards and two touchdowns, but it's more of, at some point they are going to, they're going to pull Carson Wentz and they'll come up with something. They'll say, Oh, he's dealing with injuries, A, B, and C. We got to shut him down for the season. And who, who is their backup quarterback? Is it Brett Hundley? Is it still Brett Hundley? It's not Eason anymore. And in Hundley. And maybe it's Ellinger. Maybe, but he's a rookie that only recently came back from, from being injured so either way yeah. it's not ideal like who right. whoever they put in is just right. not good news so you know go ahead get ahead of the curve and off with their heads to the colts passing offense i'm gonna say off with their heads to the fucking browns wide receivers but particularly jarvis landry who had quite a few drops and mm -hmm. a fumble and I guess this is a little less fantasy related, I just, but, but it's not because I'm just tired. Well, well, no, it's not total. I am tired of the Steelers. Big Ben is done for This is a team we do not need around. Mm -hmm. And I would like to see the Browns ascend. And this was such a great game. And to see like the Browns, they had this game, but the, there was too, too much of that. Too many drops. Jarvis fumbling. Odell was dropping them. I'm just like, man. And, and you know, Baker played well. And, you know, these fucking receivers can't hang under. It was very frustrating to see <laughs> all the drops. Yeah. So, mm, off with their heads, Browns receivers. Not just because Browns lost the game, but that's, you know, that's fantasy points you're dropping. And on top of that, you're just letting Big Ben and the Steelers hang around and be relevant. And uh, I just don't think that's very good for football fans. That's, that's, that's just what I think. I'm just saying. 
Anyway, that's my one and only really off with their heads for this week. So if you've got another one or two, go ahead and bring it. Uh, I'm going to stick with the, the one I got too, because, you know, on this podcast, we don't like to be negative too, too much. We like to, right. the reason we do this first is because we just want to get it out of the way and get into our takeaways. So yeah, that's, very I think that's all we got. We have two passing offenses that we're just done with. Just done. <laughs> yes, very much. All right. Well, speaking of takeaways, let's head into it. Mad observations. Aaron, go ahead and give me your first one for this Sunday. All right, so we're going to stick with the Cleveland Browns. I think it's a perfect segue. Browns got flushed. (laughs) Toilet humor. (laughs) This is what we've got on the podcast today. So just they lost a very important game because it dropped Mm -hmm. them to four and four. Of those eight games, they've already played five home games. So you've got more road games to play in the second half of the season. And the other thing is what I have here is, Odell's got to start spelling his name with three L's now. He took an L today. Right. One catch for six yards, only targeted one time. I mean, that's it's the Brandon Ayuk stat line. And I don't know what it is. It's is Odell still the special talent? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not anymore. Or yeah. maybe it's just not a good fit. Sometimes that just happens, but right. it's incredibly frustrating because we like Baker as a football quarterback, he's mm. talented. He was talented last year, still talented this year. Odell has been a talented receiver. It's just those guys have just never clicked. Super frustrating. And I have like a massive like conspiracy theory um, on like Odell Beckham's like n- next place he's going to play. If, if you're interested, it's totally not yeah. a serious one. But, but here we go. I actually tweeted this out before our podcast and i said da, 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 i'm gonna pull it up here of course we talked about his fantasy irrelevant performance one catch for six yards on one target mm. but his performance told us where he's going to be on tuesday tuesday of course of the trade deadline you take his catches one yard six and targets one you get 161 right and if you Look up the area code for 161. It brings you to Manchester or close enough because Manchester is 0161. Manchester. Manchester's in England. What else is in England? London. Who plays in London? The Jacksonville Jaguars. But the numbers, the numbers, like they even they point to this even more. Because then you look at the head coach Urban Meyer. How many scandals has Urban Meyer been in this season? One. And how many teams has he been the head coach of? Five. (laughs) And what's five plus one? It's six. The numbers one and six are there again. It's it's there in the numbers. Odell Beckham's going to get traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, my God. You've cracked the code (laughs) for the conspiracy. This is a fucking amazing. Oh man, that if that shit comes here through, first, I will have a fucking aneurysm most likely. <laughs> that is great. I fucking. I'm love waiting because because I have it fantastic. on Twitter. I have it on Twitter, and I'm I'm just waiting for someone just to you know because I I don't when I'm just being well me on, on right. Twitter and totally not serious. You know, there's people that just they they don't. They don't get, they just don't get it. They take things way too serious. They yes. may cost me some followers, but it's just, I'm waiting for someone to go, this is the stupidest thing I've read on the internet. And, you know, I go, wow, that's my, my accomplishment. <laughs> yep, there you go. Okay. All right. Well, I will go with um, my first observation and I'm bet I got to do it. I got to do it, lad. Flash of white, flash of Mike White, that is. Because this dude, I I wrote about him in the infirmary report. Um, well, I not even wrote about him. Just just a, a just a you know a sent a quick sentence um when I had mentioned that Corey Davis was doubtful for today. It said, oh, just another thing to go for Mike White's breakout or something like that. 
Well, he this motherfucker actually had a little bit of a breakout. Yeah, he had a couple interceptions early on, but he went on, played pretty well, 405 yards, three touchdowns. And then he got Michael Carter. Michael Carter was the lead back and his leading receiver. Dude had 77 yards and a touchdown and then 95 yards receiving. And the Jets took out the fucking Bengals. So the Jets, who is the shitty team, somehow on their resume have a win against both the Titans and the Bengals. This is insane. But props to them and props to Mike White for having an excellent Sunday. And I don't know if it's enough to make them, you know, think and consider you over Mr. Zach Wilson, the young promising boy. But you played well today. And I hope you can continue to play well because I would like everyone to play well, if I'm to be honest. So that's what I had for my first observation was, hey, got to give some props to Mr. Mike White. And Mike White's performance was so impressive that he was also in my Mad Five takeaways. But there you go. I'll take a little different, different um, approach from this one because I'll I'll go a little bit broader here. By any chance, have you happened to look at like the leaders in all the different categories: passing, receiving, rushing? No, for today. Oh, then that's perfect. <laughs> I have got in front of me top five passing leaders for this week are you ready for this yes let's start with number five number five davis mills with 310 oh, passing yeah. yards i did see a similar okay I, I'm, I'm ready for this okay keep going number four jimmy garoppolo 322 <laughs> passing yards number three just played, just got the big win. Cooper Rush, 325 passing yards. Number two, you know, it's it's another guy that you go, really? How in the world is he on this list? Tom Brady, 375 passing mm-hmm. yards. And then, of course, the, the, the leader for the week, Mike White, with 405 <laughs> right. passing yards. So it is just, I mean... I'm looking at one of my fantasy leagues on sleepers. So I was able to pull up like the, the sorted stats there. Right. And literally everyone, but Brady was not on a team. (laughs) It's the most ridiculous thing that that I've, I've seen. I can't remember a week where the passing leaders were rush white mills, like Garoppolo. Okay. He has been a, a long time starting quarterback it's like okay yeah like is he good mm, not really but mm. has got enough starts under his belt that you go okay any person any starter can have a big game kind of like what you talked about with michael carter him having this massive 177 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown after not doing a whole whole lot for a good amount of the season right so, <laughs> that, that's really my major thing of course mike white we salute you because yes. uh, it's i want to say he started off he had the two interceptions early not yeah. entirely his fault and it was like oh no like right you know just a backup quarterback tossing interceptions and to turn it around is wow you know props give him a right. give him yes. some applause and so impressive that he made both yours and my mad five takeaways there you go. All right, my second one. Hurts, don't it? That's right. And this is about the Philadelphia Eagles running all over the Detroit Lions. Because I really thought, hey, I think the Lions got a shot of winning their first game here. The, the Eagles, as much as I believe in Jalen Hurts and all this, they haven't been impressive. And... Uh, well, throwing the ball, still not overly impressive. But Jalen Hurts did rush for 71 yards. Boston Scott rushed for 60 and two touchdowns. Jordan, How- Jordan Howard rushed for 57 yards and two touchdowns. And I went into this big thing thinking, you know, I wrote about it in the infirmary, thinking, okay, 
they've basically been playing Gainwell as the number two guy there recently. This has got to be his show. This has got to be his show today, right? No, 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 no. Not only was it Boston Scott, who I did mention that would probably get some work. Not only was it him, but Jordan Ah, brain hurts brain hurts so i got that shit super wrong and uh so yeah i will take that one but overall the the eagles yeah just that word i use not you know but a few weeks ago stampeded they stampeded the fucking lions today and uh so good for them that's all i got to say about that i was wrong but the eagles stampeded Ran all over the Detroit Lions today. I love it. My one takeaway from your takeaway is, you know, at least with Jordan Howard, it's, you know, he treats everyone the same. He's going <laughs> to take away Miles Sanders' carries. He's going to take away Kenny Gainwell's carries. Just what a wonderful guy. He does not discriminate. That's true. I, and Jalen Hurts, are we starting to worry about him? Like, it might not be a franchise guy. Some of us thought in the off season. I'm I'm getting a little worried. Yeah, if anything, interesting thing. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I think if the the interesting thing is, is is I know the Eagles have got all these first round picks, and some are really really high. But is their answer to the quarterback position in this draft class? I don't know. It's like. In college football, each week it changes. Like right. One week, it's like, yeah, there are some starting NFL caliber quarterbacks in this draft. And then the next week, they're like, yeah, nobody's standing out in this right. class. So that becomes the question. So, it, But you're right. Like, this is going to be something that it's, it's just like Jalen Hurts' backup Carter Minshew, just for multiple seasons. It's just that cloud that just hangs over you where – you can only play bad for so long. Right. Uh, you know, yes, he's scoring fantasy points, but you got to do all the quarterback football. things. Right. Yeah. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to them, fantasy points. <laughs> and because you know that next season, he's on the third year of his four-year rookie contract. Mm. That's when extension talks start to happen. Yep. And that will make it even more awkward because – does Philly want to commit to him? I don't know. Shoot, I don't want to be in the Philly front office and having to make that decision because that's just a difficult one with the way quarterbacks are getting paid these days. I mean, sure, he may not get – I mean, of course he's not going to get Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson type money, but do you want to commit 35 for up to $40 million for a quarterback that you don't know if you can win with? And you just – you look and – I'm a little bit bitter because he was my cash game quarterback, but right. the passing yards. I mean, some of that was just the way the game went. Massive blowout, but ugh. ugh. Yep. All right, go ahead with your next <laughs> one, my story. friend. <laughs> right, right. My next one. Let's see, where do we want to go with this? Let's stick with quarterbacks. A fellow second-year quarterback, no redemption. For one, Justin Herbert, mm. uh, 18 for 35, 223 yards, had a couple of touchdowns, but also had a couple of interceptions. And, and one of those interceptions actually clinched the game for the Patriots. Um, just rough. I'm, and is Herbert a bad quarterback? No, just, I mean, Bill Belichick, he has coached for such a long time has gone against so many great quarterbacks. He just knows what to do, especially younger quarterbacks. Yep. And man, man I, <laughs> I do want to pivot to one of his, one of his teammates because basically of course, Herbert bad, bad performance, but Mike yeah. Williams had, what was it? It was two catches for 21 yards, I believe. Mm. And and for people that maybe haven't been following too closely, that means three of Mike Williams' past four games, he has scored under five fantasy points. Three, three games. Now, the, the frustrating thing is 
his other four games this season. So he has three games with under five, five fantasy points. They've been on by. So the other four games they've played him, he has scored over 22 fantasy points. <laughs> you are getting wide receiver one weeks and then might as well have just left that, that wide receiver position open because he did next to nothing. Just right. incredibly frustrating. Um, you know, because that's just not what I want for my top fantasy performance. I'd, I'd rather have a little bit more of a floor. And then the question does become, especially kind of these recent struggles here is, where are we with Mike Williams? Right. He is certainly talented. But like what happens when he goes and signs somewhere else, which there's big chance of that happened in this offseason. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Because, of course, not because at that point dealt with a lot of injuries and mm. certainly not been anywhere close to this level. It's a good chance that he's, that he's gone. And what type of receiver are we going to get? Like, you know, almost fear that it's going to be like Corey Davis or most receivers, like most wide receivers, if they're allowed to make it to free agency to sign somewhere else, there's usually a reason for that. There are exceptions to the rules, but. Mm it will be interesting to watch the second half of the season. Yeah. I'd like to see some more consistency with Mike Williams because it does seem, it does seem to be that this year in particular, this Chargers team will go as far. We know what we have in Keenan Allen. We know what we have in Austin Eckler for the Chargers to win this division. They'll go as far as Mike Williams performance because that added such a dynamic level to this offense. So the five points per game, that won't cut it. We need to see, maybe not the 22 points, but at least a better four. Like he can have a bad game, still scoring double digits. That's all I got for the Chargers. You yeah. got anything to add to it? No, not really. It's, I mean, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, they're still getting theirs. I just feel like Mike Williams is kind of doing what Mike Williams always does. He's just not the most consistent, you know. And um, you thought maybe this year with Herbert going in, he was going to, you know, pop off a bit more. But, yeah, like you said, it just uh, – I, I just feel like it's still a consistency issue. Um, <clears throat> but – I don't know. That's why I'm always Keenan Allen over Mike Williams. I know <laughs> I feel like that's more consistent, more stable. He's going to get the targets, so it's even better in PPR leagues. Um, but yeah, they're definitely falling off a little bit. But again, this is the Patriots. I mean, at least they scored points. Bill Belichick blanked him the last time he played Herbert. So, you know, <clears throat> um, yeah. So something to keep an eye on, I guess. But uh, I'm going to go with some, we, we kind of talked about the Colts already. Um, you did off with their heads, the Colts offense. And I'm just going to kind of talk about that particular battle in the South from, from earlier. And uh, I thought this was a hell of a game. It was the first one it, it, of, of the first or the early slate. It was the only one that went into overtime and, um, it was just a lot of fun as a football fan to watch this game. And it was like Derrick Henry versus Jonathan Taylor. Well, Jonathan Taylor got you there, King Henry, because with compared to your 68 yards, JT had 70 and a touchdown plus three catches for another 52 yards. So there you go. Check in the box for the Colts on that one. And Michael Pittman, oh, going up against AJ Brown, Michael Pittman, 10 catches, 86 yards, two touchdowns, while A.J. Brown went 10 for 155 and one. So both receivers killing it today, just killing it. Thank you, A.J. Brown. You are the fucking man. And, hey, like you said, good to see Michael Pittman coming into, coming into his own. But now that shit's about to dip. So if you're into Michael yep. Pittman, maybe wait a month and see if you can't trade for him. I'm a little bit more cheaper of a value than where he's at right now, if you know what I mean. So if you're following Mr. Captain's advice over there and, and you wait until, because he's right, with how that shit is set up, it would behoove them to sit Carson Wentz at some point if they're not going to be in contention. 
So absolutely, but a very fun game. I enjoyed the hell out of it, and uh, yeah, it's too bad that the Colts didn't win because I was really enjoying watching them play the past few weeks. Um, but you know, when Carson Wentz does shit like throw the fucking ball as he's getting tackled, and like it literally the the Tennessee defender just catch few yards touchdown like it was one of the most irritating and I don't even care I'm not a Colts fan but just to see the stupidity in him just lofting it up like that it it was just it it made me want to just my brain to explode so anyway fucking Carson Wentz off with his head (laughs) off with his head and it's too bad because he also made some really good plays too so it was just yeah, it, it was. I really would have preferred the Colts winning so that we could continue to see a little bit more of a race between these two teams. And, uh, right. but not to be because the Colts are in a fucking hole now. So, but that's what I got. Back to you, my friend. All right. The next one I've got, I'm actually going to kind of piggyback off of the last thing I talked about with Mike Williams because there is an NFC version of Mike Williams, where you're either getting fantastic wide receiver performances and you're happy, or you go, what the heck was that? But that's one Mr. Scary Terry himself, Terry Mm, McLaurin. You are so right about this. (laughs) Yes, yes, because I have some stats on this. Because my wide receiver quarterback matchup article series returned by the time you listen to this tomorrow, it, it came back the day before it's been on hiatus because of course i i got the covid and it's really hard when you have that virus to do anything mm-hmm. so terry mclaurin was one of my sit or actually he was the sit recommendation i have which for people because i haven't talked about it in a few weeks for people unfamiliar with it i go through And I try to find receivers that are rostered in less than 50% of leagues and telling you to start them because I think they have top 30 wide receiver potential. But also, I like to go the other way and go, these receivers are starting in over 50% of leagues, and I will bench them. And some might have been bold. I've had DeAndre Hopkins in the past. I've had Mike Evans in the past, and this week was Terry McLaurin, mm. and he put up a whopping three catches for 23 yards. That's 5.3 fantasy points per game. And here's the numbers with him. He has played in eight games this season. Five of those games, he has 10 fantasy points or less. The other three, he has topped 25 fantasy points. There's no middle ground, just like Mike Williams. You are either getting one of the top fantasy wide receivers for the week, or you're getting a bunch of nothing. You're getting basically low-end, tight-end production. Uh, Or, in Terry McLaurin's case, a little bit higher floor than Mike Williams. You may be getting the streaming tight-end value not what you want especially from mclaurin who was drafted so highly in so many fantasy football drafts right and that becomes a question like a player like that what do you like yes you love those three weeks of great production but those five weeks they did nothing good luck trying to win your matchup based on how high you drafted them so exactly you know what what is just a real quick question for you where do you stand on on that like if a guy that you invested the amount of draft capital that people that took terry mclaurin would you be happy with his season this year with those three uh three performances where he topped 25 fantasy points i think they may not have all been top five but they were like within top seven top eight where the other side of the coin is those five weeks where you got less than or you got 10 fantasy points or less from McLaurin are you happy if you took McLaurin or are you disappointed I'd be disappointed Mm -hmm. um just based on like the way I look at it is is if you're inconsistent I'm not that into you however if your good games are really good you become more that boom bust you know Mm -hmm. and to me 
those are those wide receiver three flex kind of area players. I, I don't want my wide receiver one or two to be so inconsistent that they're more of a boomer bust, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And that's what Terry McLaurin is. So no, I'm not happy because I don't want, because I probably drafted him as my wide receiver one, you know, two maybe, or wait, where was he going this year, this past year? Um, I'd have to pull it up real quick. I think I can get to it. So probably not the one, probably your two. He could be depending on how, how teams started their drafts. Um, Cause I would, I would say that if I remember correctly, uh, and I had zero, zero Terry McLaurin, and it just happened to be where he was going and other receivers I liked better. And he went, I've got no draft. <laughs> I don't think I've got any draft things here. I've got underdog maybe. Oh, it, nope. It definitely. Nope. Un- his underdog, underdog ADP was 28. So he was going like early third round. So yeah. yeah, if you went, if you started RBRB, there's a good yeah, chance so, McLaurin was your uh, wide receiver one. So he's going wide receiver. He's your wide receiver one or two. Again, that's not mm-hmm. where I want. I want more. <laughs> you know what I mean? So th- that's where I'd be at with my definitely be disappointed. Now I've got him rostered in a couple of dynasty leagues and I was just looking at that today in one of them because I'm sitting here going like I want to make sure I get the guy right guy in this spot today and I'm looking at this you know inconsistent this highs and lows in his game log and I'm like hmm <laughs> and I don't and I do believe I did not play him today and uh, <clears throat> so yeah um Yes, definitely disappointed in, in, but so far he's got time to turn shit around for the rest of the year. So, you know, I'm not going to say it's lost yet, but up to this point, definitely disappointed. And, and my last quick thing to mention on it is it's, it stinks because it's not even his fault. I mean, when you have Taylor Heineke as your quarterback and I know Heineke had a good fantasy performance last week. But that was thanks to 95 rushing yards. So let's let's hope that Terry McLaurin isn't on that Allen Robinson career trajectory right. where he just never gets to play with a good quarterback. Man, like just imagining him with so many of these Q- QBs because he's good. He he obviously just flashed with with those three three weeks. I mean, some receivers are going to go all season without three games where they score 25 fantasy points. Mm. And I just happened to pull it up. Actually, in fact, all three of those weeks, he was a top five fantasy receiver. Mm. Ah, it, it's hard to see that. You know, just fingers crossed, maybe Washington. Well, they're, they're, starting to, they're starting to sink here. I haven't looked at the overall standings. Maybe they finish high enough to where they can – they can take a QB. Get a fucking quarterback, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Let me actually pull up the standings. I have ESPN right here. It's loading the standings. Real time. Come on, computer. We're on the air. So in terms of the conference, Washington is only ahead of the Detroit Lions. So they are two and six. There are three three teams in the AFC with one win. So right now Washington has a top five pick. Yep, so that is go. something to, something to watch. They, they may, if they can't turn things around here, you know, they could be on the running for getting one of the top quarterbacks. There you go. Wouldn't be a bad idea for them. <laughs> Love it. Okay. My next one is called Fields Day. And this is about the very interesting, uh, for me at least, San Francisco-Chicago game. Um, Justin Fields, it does seem like the Bears are doing a little more, putting him in better positions to succeed. He went over 100 yards rushing today with a touchdown. He threw, threw for 175 yards and another touchdown. He, did have, he, still, he had an interception, still getting some sacks, um, but I feel like there's improvement. Uh, Khalil Herbert had another solid game. Um, Darnell Mooney, top target. You mentioned Allen Robinson. I do think Allen Robinson has a quarterback now. I just don't know if he's going to be around when just to see, you know, the fruits of all of that. 
um, meaning next year. But I do think we'll continue to see improvement from fields throughout the year. Uh, and then on the other side, there's the 49ers, who I feel like, despite the score, I mean, the Bears were right there in this game. It was really, I'm going to tell you, I, I saw the shit. What changed, what I believe changed the entire game, because the, the Bills had them. They had them. And then there was a third and 20. The Niners were backed the fuck up. And all of a sudden, Debo Samuel catches a short little pass. Like, Jimmy G, you're not playing that great of a game. And all of a sudden, Debo catches a fucking short, short little pass and takes it to the house nearly, nearly. And, uh, and that was such a change in the game. And it's just like, it was third and 20. They fucking had him. It was that one little mistake. And I think this just goes off of like what I've been kind of talking about, like the last couple of weeks. I just, I don't know about this 49ers team. And like I did, Shanahan's supposed to be this great offensive coach, but they're, they're never blowing me out of the water. And like, they've had one great fucking season in the time he's been there. And it's just like, I, I want to see more out of him. And then I'm watching most of this game today. And I just feel like the bears kind of bailed him out. I mean, like it, it and, and it's not anything. I mean, and Jimmy G is his two rushing touchdowns. are just like, and some of the, uh, the way he acted on those, just like, ah, oh, I'm so awesome. It's like, dude, dude calm down, Jimmy. <laughs> like, um, but on the other hand, Debo had another insane game, six catches, 171 yards. And my guy, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, I seem to remember people, you know, that were even still a couple of weeks ago talking about Trey Sermon season. And, uh, you know, I remember people like Elijah Mitchell, who? Elijah Mitchell, who? And Elijah Mitchell, 137 yards and a touchdown, that's who. And that's, you know, like, whoo, I, I mean, he's been playing well. He's been playing well, man. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm glad I hung my hat on that dude. Cause I've got him rostered in a good amount of leagues. So he's a nice piece to have right about now. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some good aspects to the team, obviously, but I just, I don't know if I entirely just trust him in general and, you know, we'll see. Cause I, I expected this division to just be insane and really, you know, you got the cards and the Rams at the top and, you know, the Seahawks, obviously kind of a depleted team anyway. Then you take Russ out. They finally had a good game and won today, albeit against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But they finally, you know, got off the schneid. But, it, you know, you figured more out of the San Francisco team. You know? And I'm starting to be like, why are we, do we always expecting more out of this? Because we've really gotten, you know, you know what I mean? Just... <laughs> Uh, we've gotten what we've gotten from it. and it's it's like so I, I don't know that's kind of where I'm at with the 49ers but I do feel like I'm seeing improvements with the Bears offense and uh, digging some Khalil Herbert right now so that's what I got for that observation my friend and just one quick thing I want to point before this game I had actually it just happened to be something I had stumbled upon researching for another player and it's not surprising that Debo Samuel leads the stat but Debo Lee he led receivers in yards after catch per reception averaging 8.84 and now you have to just think that that little short pass that he that he took 83 yards is he like I can't wait for the information to be updated in player profiler because he very well may average over 10 cards of after the catch per reception. Uh, I Maybe. I, it's going to be just ridiculous. It's that, insane. He totally bailed them out today. Shit was not looking good at all at that point. And it was third and 20. They were backed up and he just went chip, 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 boom. And I was just like, yep. <laughs> good old, good old Debo. Um, <laughs> I was uh, just on a podcast with our friends of the show, Seth and Pat, oh, we yes. had on oh, during yes. the summer. They had me back on, and 
they were talking stellar about Seth like, Keller and stellar Seth yes, Keller Detroit's I dynasty pad that's right yep look at that just the man with the names for everyone just such a fantastic skill I remember that and, the, them fellas were fun I enjoyed that they so were anyway so continue. Much fun. and uh, I know they were talking about Debo and how like he's not running as like aggressively like he'll actually like look to get out of bounds and they're like they never understood why he was running like running like a running back and, and i wish i would have mentioned it on the show but it's like he's built like a running back I and mean, yeah. he's a little taller he's it's something like he's 511 215 like that's that's pretty close to running back size so like yeah. him running him playing like a running back not surprising and my goodness just what a dangerous dangerous guy like, yes he is. you know everyone wants the fast like the the speedy small guys right but it's like no like give me a guy debo debo's fast I and mean, i don't have his exact numbers but right. debo is not a slow guy which is obvious by the yak right. <laughs> but my goodness he, i mean trying to tackle a guy like that if you're a defensive back and you're probably maybe 200 pounds i mean He's he's bigger than most of the guys that are that are guarding him in terms right. of like BMI and everything. So right. Oh Debo. I owe him. I always say to I have to apologize. I was not on Debo at all. Kept calling him Dino. <sighs> Sorry, Debo. Dino. I mean, <laughs> I am so happy to be wrong. <laughs> right, right. Me too. I get it. Okay, man. Um, go ahead. Hit me up with your last observation. My last one. The Saints. And you heard it on, well, the last show. But you heard it on this show where I said the New Orleans Saints would beat Tampa Bay in New Orleans. And I have a lot of misses too, but I was proud on that one because you know what? We haven't really, anyone in the fantasy football community has not given the proper respect for the Saints. They're five and two now. They're five and two. They are now just half a game behind Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay should still win this division. But New Orleans, and I was guilty of this offseason too, where I went, Yeah, the Saints team isn't going anywhere. Like they, it's post Drew Brees. It's not going to be pretty. But you know what? They're just, they are always a well coached team. They showed in this game, especially the way they won with the pick six on Tom Brady with the minute left. Yeah. That just that never happens. Come on, if you're watching that game and, and it's 29-27 and Tom Brady's got the freaking ball. I mean, you go, I have seen this literally a hundred times. Right. Where he's gonna go in, he's gonna just march his way up the field and they're gonna get a win. And wow <laughs> it's nice because you get so comfortable on that and then you just kind of get awoken abruptly from with, with the saints that mm-hmm. came in and just like you know so look at the box score and going where the heck do these points come from right <laughs> there's a, a lot of field goals and the defense stepping up <laughs> the saints we also have to mention of course Jameis winston heard mm. it off the field not looking good and then there does become a question of what are they going to do at quarterback because like Taysom Hill was also out so they <laughs> Trevor Simeon was the guy they put in at quarterback and right. props to him this was the week of backup quarterbacks it really <laughs> was it really, really was. was and you know it will be interesting because there are people going okay trade deadlines coming up if Winston, if the season's over, and I would think they would know, I would think they may know by Monday, possibly. Um, it does become interesting. Do they make a move for a quarterback? And which, what type of quarterback are they going to trade for? Russell I mean, Wilson. Russell Wilson. <laughs> Usually those guys may not move. I mean, it would be awesome. Uh, man, that would be awesome. But I think one name that never gets mentioned ever is Terod Taylor. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting veteran, one. veteran quarterback that has just always been snake bitten with, with injuries at the worst time. And you look, it started with Mark Ingram, him getting moved. Wow, hey, I just thought of like wow, Texans and Saints doing another trade. 
Right. It, it could work. Never know. Is this Taylor never know. bad? I mean, I think you could certainly do worse. I think Taylor could, he could do a Jameis Winston. Mm, that may be a little too bold. But, you know, this Jameis Winston has shown this year with the Saints. It's not so much about the person under center. It's more of like this, it's just a well-coached team. And Winston just had to keep the, keep the ball, keep the ball moving, not yeah. turn the ball over. And to Rod Taylor, that would be interesting. But just yeah. any veteran quarterback. Right. Except Deshaun Watson. I don't think they're in the Deshaun Watson. Maybe he brings in Cam Newton. <laughs> that was something I also saw too. That would be very interesting. Yeah. It'd be weird seeing him in those colors. But yeah. We'll see where it goes. Love it. Yeah. Way to go. Taking down Brady. I, I love seeing Brady pissed off. That is just me. <laughs> All right, buddy. That's it. My last one was basically about the Saints and ups to Trevor Simeon, who was by no means great, but for also doing the job and getting in there and taking down a Hall of Famer, or at least his team, you know, coming in uh, off the bench. So there we go. Any final thoughts, my friend, before we get out of here? Ooh, no, nah, I think we think that that's it you know it was an interesting slate of games and you know what yes, it was i'll take that there you go there you go and don't forget to like subscribe all that stuff hey i remembered it this time bro <laughs> there we go i love it i love like it. subscribe all that good stuff follow on the twitters at dw underscore pod all that good stuff and of course he's aaron Stewart, the salary captain, the March Aaron, AA Ron Stu09 on Twitter, and I'm at RMK Manis on Twitter. Make sure you check it all out. That's right. And until next time, that's what we got for you for now. We will be back actually right after the Monday night game. So stay tuned. Until then, from the captain and the madman. We're out of here. Stay safe, stay vigilant, stay mad. <laughs> <laughs>